Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. On this episode, we're talking about the F word. People get funny about this word. Some people are totally offended, and for some it's a part of their everyday vocabulary. Whatever part of the spectrum you fall in, the F word is definitely a charged word. Sometimes it feels super appropriate, like you wouldn't really get the full picture unless you used it. And sometimes it feels really out of place or overused, even trite, lacking the original shock and power it was originally meant to have. You know what I'm referring to, right? When I say the F word? On the count of three, let's both say what word I'm referring to. One, two, three, forgiveness. What do you think I was talking about? Forgiveness, man. That is f***ing hard. Seriously, though, this word gets tossed around all the time like it's no big deal, when it is actually a really grossly misunderstood concept. Okay, let me lead with this. I do think many people are using forgiveness appropriately. I'm talking to those who it has been used against or who aren't totally there. Maybe people who want to be in forgiveness or who have said they have forgiven someone, but there is still that lingering feeling of resentment or fear or some other tether to that person they can't cut. That is what I'm talking to today. What troubles me about the whole idea of forgiveness is that sometimes it can be used against the injured party or it's only done in name, like there are a bunch of half-measures and unfinished business, swallowed memories, stuffed emotions, because it's done, I forgave them, it's over. But not really. When we think about healing, I want us to think of it as a whole person, thorough sense of freedom, complete. Some things are in progress, and we might be on our way to something, but we don't have all these cut-off parts of ourselves dangling in the wind. Okay, let me explain. I have been working as a therapist in private practice for almost 10 years now, which is so crazy to think about. And almost every time forgiveness is brought up in therapy, it feels like a dirty word. I'm not joking. People with all sorts of horrid stories about how they were expected to forgive someone for something. And that somehow this idea of forgiveness in and of itself would make it all better. People who were really severely abused told they needed to forgive their abuser Otherwise, they would never get through their pain. People told that it's the right thing to do. People who are stuck in emotionally chaotic family cycles, going round and round the merry-go-round of dysfunction, injuring each other, forgiving each other, injuring each other, then forgiving each other. It grieves me. And not because I don't value forgiveness. Quite the opposite, in fact. It is such a precious concept To see it made into something it's not makes me sad and kind of burdened in a way. The language is right, but the feelings around it are off, the expectation is wrong, and these relationships keep suffering. So let's do two things. 
Let's look at the definition of forgive, and then let me tell you a story. According to Merriam-Webster, to forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. Hold that definition in mind. To forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. And let me tell you about a client I used to work with and how the idea of forgiveness tormented her. I had a 34-year-old female. She came in for therapy, not for anything um, too extraordinary, just really kind of -of run-of-the-mill stuff, Um, um, some residual anxiety stuff from her childhood, Um, but really more because she had this low-level sense of worthlessness that she really couldn't understand. And so we kind of looked at all these different spheres of her life, her, her marriage, her relationship with her kids, um, is she in the workplace, her primary relationships, her family of origin, kind of went down like all the traditional rabbit holes of therapy. And the relationship that continued to surface was actually the one that she guarded the most. It was her relationship with her mom. And this is a relationship that she prized because it's something that she wanted so desperately. And so when I kind of poked at it, she became pretty protective of it, really wanting to make sure that I knew that her mom was such a great woman. And for therapists, that kind of sets off some alarm bells. Why do you need to protect this thing so much? What's going on that you're not telling me because you're making such an effort to build this Chinese wall around this person that if she was such an incredible mom, you probably wouldn't need to defend her um, in the first place. So that was kind of what I was going through my mind. And so when I explored this, this relationship or the cycle that she had with her mom, she explained that growing up, she kind of felt a lot of guilt and shame and that she wasn't ever really doing the right thing in her mom's eyes. And as she got older, kind of entered teen years, she felt this weird competition thing. And like there was this impassable space. She craved this closeness with her mom but she would stuff her feelings of sadness and hurt at the things her mom would say to her, kind of in order to stay close. So her mom would shoot these like awful barbs her direction, just made her feel worthless and small and not good enough. And so in order to stay close, my client felt like she had to kind of put those things aside and um, would do anything. It was like this sad system of bartering, like trading the self-worth for a moment in the sun, this pleasure of her mother's warmth only to be quickly punished for something she didn't understand and that warmth was cut off. And my client, now an adult, an intelligent, beautiful, creative, and lovely adult, still allowed herself to be reduced to this not good enough, unlovable disappointment. Because she so dearly wanted a connection with her mother, she felt the need to forgive each injury, thinking that if she could just let it go and not hold it against her mom, they would finally get to the place where she was the good enough daughter and her mom would be pleased. And every time she did, she wound up back in my office, crushed by another experience with her mom. We explored this relationship pattern and her desire to be free from the cycle. During one of our sessions, I asked her who her mom was. Like, tell me about her, describe her to me. And she was able to put to words that her mom isn't malicious, but she is incredibly destructive. This was huge progress because remember, she had been so protective of this concept of who her mom was. For her to be able to honestly say that her mom is incredibly destructive was major. So I asked her, what would it be like to accept her mom for who she keeps showing herself to be? Limited, 
limited to enter into the kind of relationship that she really wanted to have. Silence. I was met with silence. You see, what if this idea of forgiveness was actually blocking her ability to grieve her ideal concept of mom? And if she could get into acceptance of who her mom was and really held the thing that actually hurt, this emptiness, this void, this Grand Canyon, this longing for connection, she might actually get to the place of forgiveness and freedom she was trying to get to in the first place. Only this time it's an honest process, still protecting her self-worth and dignity. Does that make sense? Like, Do you see the difference? The first go at forgiveness is because she thinks it's what she should do. She thinks it's the only way forward in this relationship. And so she keeps hurling herself back into this relationship with her mom, expecting her to be something she's just not capable of. In denial of who her mom is, and then becoming a part of the broken cycle that perpetuates this relationship dynamic. Remember the definition of forgive, to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. In this case, my client was forgiving an offense when really it was a flaw that needed healing. She mistook this pervasive injury and disappointment as a one-time thing that needed ongoing forgiveness when really it was acceptance of a character flaw, grieving an expectation of relationship, and putting power back in its proper place. That was the thing. So let me see if we can work another word in here. The A word. You know what I'm talking about. Acceptance. If we could practice using acceptance on the way to forgiveness, we might be able to rescue forgiveness from the cheap thing it's become. Give it a total makeover and put some power back in it. To accept means consent to receive. There is choice, power, and decision in this word. There is a difference between the F word and the A word. I'm splitting hairs on this because the difference could mean repetition compulsion, ongoing relational injury that leads to resentment, burnout, and eventually termination of the relationship as a whole. Forgiveness. To stop feeling angry or resentful toward an offense, flaw, or mistake can be the goal. Acceptance might be the half step it takes to get there. So if forgiveness is a placeholder, preventing you from taking an honest look at the relationship or is clouding your perspective because you feel it is what you should do or what your family has always done and how they handle tension by forgiving and forgetting, I would challenge you to consider that there might be another way. Think about it. What offense have you forgiven that might actually be a character flaw? And the way towards a healthier, more whole relationship might be accepting the other party for who they are. Accepting the possibility of your relationship for what it is. And grieving whatever necessary so you can enter in with honesty, hope, grace, and then actually do something. Actually move it to another place because you have just freed it from what it has always been. Don't hold the thing so tight. When we accept the other party for who they are in the here and now, not their potential, not their history, and we also accept ourselves as flawed, as able, as hurt, as hopeful, but definitely free, we get to choose what to do next. To accept, forgive, to keep going, 
to accept and walk away, eventually forgiving? Who knows? The process must be genuine, though. I have to tell you, this was a particularly hard episode for me. I was wrestling with this concept of forgiveness for weeks, trying to see what it had to teach me, and each time I came back to work on it, I wasn't quite satisfied with it. I'd come and I'd write a little bit, and I'd think about it, and I'd come back to it, and I just, I don't know, it left a funky feeling. I didn't like it. And so I had to ask myself, was it the concept, or was it me? Was there something still unfinished within me that was holding me accountable to this knowledge and not letting me off the hook? And that hit me like a two-by-four between the eyes. Something I've always told myself as a therapist, and sometimes I'll even say it to the person on my couch, is that I'm not going to ask you to do something I haven't already done or tried. Which means I'm not going to make you go through great suffering and retelling your story if I myself have not been willing to go through the same process. I'm not going to ask you to search yourselves, to muscle through, to keep going, to withstand this great hurt if I myself have not fallen on the floor and wept about it. So I think part of the reason forgiveness has felt like a particularly dirty word is because it is still something I am coming to terms with in my own life. And so because I cannot help myself, and once I saw this, I had to go after it, I cannot escape my own inner therapist. I have to make myself do the hard thing too. And so I asked myself, who? Who do you need to forgive? Or who are you in the process of forgiving and there is still more work to do? There were two faces who immediately flashed before me. One, a recent and deeply personal injury. And the other, a historical and ongoing pain. What to do? Looking at these relationships or non-relationships, I kind of held them in front of me, one in each hand, to just look at them. I thought about my connections to both of them, what had tethered us to each other in the past, what was still tethering us now, what feelings I had associated with them. On one hand, anger, and on the other, sadness. On one hand, I felt justified, and on the other, just more sadness. I kept running these ideas through my fingers like prayer beads, assessing for what else was there. How far back did I need to go? Did I need to go back and look at every poignant memory related to that person, each individual bead, if you will, and forgive it independently? Or was it enough to just hold the thing in its entirety and feel the weight of it in my hand? I sat. I allowed my anger to flow towards the one relationship And in doing so, realized I had not really given myself a lot of permission to feel this feeling, period, let alone towards this person. And so I needed to bleed it, lance it, empty it. And I let it run. And then I closed my fist around it and looked at the other hand. Why so much sadness? That seemed to be the only available tether. Sadness for the bond we used to share. Sadness for what we are not currently sharing in. Sadness for the silence, for the space between us. For the confusion and misunderstandings, for loss, really. And I let that run and spill out of me. And then closed my fist around that as well. And then I asked myself, what did I need to do to move towards some more completion or total healing with this? 
What half-step or direction would feel honest and right to go in? How do I move towards acceptance or forgiveness in a way that is real? Because that's the bottom line for me. Real. And honestly, I'm still thinking about this even now. Still not entirely sure. Just kind of giving it some time to air itself and maybe answer its own question. See, when we're in the process of forgiving, sometimes there are actual physical things we need to do. Yell run, cry, write, throw rocks in the ocean, lake, river, or whatever you have, to respond to the emotional movement happening within you, a symbol, some outward expression of an inward reality. Or there might be more internal things, becoming aware of your thoughts towards that person or experience and changing the language, taking some power back. If we keep re-tethering ourselves to that person with anger, resentment, bitterness, rage, then we're not done yet. Do you hear me? You're not done grieving if you can't move on. So when you're done with that wave, whatever it may be, see if it's really done and then decide what you need to do. To say I forgive you and then to keep shooting darts of disapproval and judgment will only keep you stuck. I told you the F word, it's tricky. It's messy. Because sometimes forgiving someone means letting them go means not being in direct relationship with them anymore, means accepting the end of that season and moving on from it. It's in the definition, forgive, to stop feeling angry and resentful. And if you can't do that when you are still in relationship with them, then you might need some space. And just like when you drop an actual F-bomb, people won't always like it. So then you need to decide if those are your people or not. If you were here with me in the trailer, I would want to know what have you forgiven someone for that you really haven't let go of? What is the haunting thing that is sticking to you that you need to unstick yourself from through this process of acceptance? Accepting that this was real. It did happen. It did hurt. It was wrong. To say that all those things are true, to firmly validate your experience, and because you are so dang precious, you don't need to be stuck to that thing anymore. So hear me say, accept yourself. Accept yourself as worthy to take your time getting to forgiveness by the process of genuine acceptance. Accept that there is a tender spot inside of you still in need of some healing, and then let's work with that. Let's hold that. Let's care for that. And F the rest. Next week, I'll be responding to listener letters. So if there's something you'd like to hear about, let me know. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at TrailerCast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 